So good afternoon, everybody. Uh, now, there's been a lot written, entire svarim written, about Shilas relating to COVID-19, to the coronavirus, and that which has uh, happened as a result of it. I, I was stunned at how little was written about whether a person should recite Birchus HaGomel when he recovers from the uh, coronavirus. Um, there, the the uh, Weiss has a tshuva all about Birchus HaGomel in his country's corona, but not about that issue. He just has a long, uh, beautiful shtickle Torah about uh, Birchus HaGomel. Uh, Rav Shechter has a discussion about whether one is allowed to recite Birchus HaGomel on Zoom, but not about whether he should recite Birchus HaGomel. And just just uh, this past week, I saw that uh, I get, I'm on the email list from Tzika Reisman from Los Angeles, uh, who suffered terribly with the coronavirus, uh, wrote a long kuntras about uh, reciting Birch Sagomel um, for the coronavirus. And he describes really in the kuntras his own struggle, uh, whether to, to not, not whether, but when to recite uh, Birch Sagomel after his battle with the coronavirus. Um, but even Ritzvika, because probably because his case was such an obvious case that of course he's going to, it's just a question of when he would, at what stage he would, how much better he has to be, he didn't really have a discussion about if someone should, meaning anyone who tests positive, should, should anyone who tests positive automatically have to bench Gomel? Only someone who visited the hospital or, or who had to have a hospital stay? Someone who had a fever? Like, someone who had just antibodies? Like, how, how do you figure out? So these are really two separate questions. So the question is, meaning the halacha is, let's start like this, the Gemara and Brachas of Nundalad and Beis tells us that there are four categories of people who are Mavarech Gomel, and one of them is a chole so in order to know when that applies, we need to define both of those terms. What is a chola and what is nisrape? First of all, what is a chola? Is anybody who tests positive a chola? What if you were asymptomatic? Do you have to be hospitalized? So again, Rav Tzika Reisman did an amazing job discussing the other shayla, but he never really discussed, uh, other than a fleeting reference, to what is a chola. What is nisrape is the second question. That's when uh, Rav Tzika really dedicated his entire piece to. When somebody's released from the hospital, is that called Nisrape? He's not even able to walk sometimes when he's released from the hospital. The first negative test, is that called Nisrape? What if there are lingering effects throughout the rest of his life, which unfortunately we're seeing some people have? Do we even know the long-term effects yet? Maybe it's just too soon to say when a person or if a person is Nisrape. Um, so let's let's take this one by one. So first, we're going to define Chola. The Gemara is never specific about how sick you have to be to qualify as a Chola. However, the Mechaber says, Any kind of illness, you have to say, Even if it's not dangerously ill, it's not even an internal injury. If a person was so shvach that he had to be in bed, and now he's not in bed, he benches Gomel. That's the Mechaber's definition. Comes along the Ramah, Says Ramah, is that we only say we only bench gomel when we're cholish and isrape if it's a chola sheyeshpo sakana. The Taz adds that if a person was bedridden for three days, then probably that's bad enough that he should uh, bench gomel. Biralacha seems to reject that Taz and uh, says that if a person's bedridden with a fever or something like that, where he was never really afraid for his life, that's really subject to the machlokas. Mechaber in the Ramah, where the Mechaber would say 
that he benches Gomel, but the Ramah would say that he does not bench Gomel. I actually just got the Shailu last week. I have a friend who, uh, a very close friend, who uh, was suffering from the virus, and he had uh, like 103 fever for eight straight days. Um, and, uh, you know, he was, he was really, had to go to the hospital once uh, for one night, but then, uh, but, but other than that, he didn't have to be in the hospital, but it was torturous. It was, uh, so I asked him, were you afraid for your life, just to try to get a sense? He said, uh, he was not. He said, but I probably should have been, now, now that you mention it, I, I probably should have been afraid for my life. So, uh, so, so, meaning there are some people that are afraid for their life, no matter what happens, that as soon as, uh, as soon as someone coughs in their vicinity, they're afraid for their lives. And there are other people that are, uh, that are that are that are just very easygoing and everything's fine, everything's fine. Oh, but you're in a hospital and ah, everything's fine. So you can't really go just by, by based on the person and their own personal experience whether they are afraid for their lives or not. But anyway, that's the Machlokas Mechaber and the Ramah. Comes along of Shom Zalman Orbach, quoted in Nishmas Avram Chelek Dalid in Simon Reshiot Tess, and there's also in the, the, the sheet of, uh, of Rav Waldenberg in Sitz Eliezer Chelek Bey Simon Yerches, that even minor surgeries would qualify. Any form of surgery would qualify. Um, uh, if a person, Lamashal, uh, a good friend of mine, recently donated a kidney a couple of days ago. So Luchore, he should bench Gomel for that. Right, even though it's not, you know, he's out of the hospital a day or two later, and it's uh, very there's no one dies from donating kidneys, pretty much. So uh, you know, it's not uh, it's not considered particularly dangerous surgery, but nevertheless, a surgery inherently is uh, is dangerous. Contemporary posts can talk about like minor procedures that involve local anesthesia probably are not the same as a surgery. Uh, the Tzitz Eliezer uh, over there also says that even if the Rama would say to bench go, even the Rama would say to bench. Gomel on lung disease, kidney disease uh, that, that cause you to be bedridden, even if you're, you, it's not Cholashiyash Basakana, because that could quickly turn into Cholashiyash Basakana. Viral infections that are not life threatening are the usual subject of the Machlokz Mechaberama, meaning typical uh, flu. During the flu season, for, uh, for, for a regular person, that's the Machlokz Mechaberama, where you know you're going to have to be in bed for a few days, and then you'll get better, and then that's it, and then you'll, uh, you'll be back to normal. But it's going to be a rough few days. So that's a machlokas mechaber What about COVID nineteen? So if the person was admitted to the hospital, luchora, that's you know that that that's close enough to say that that's bad enough to to say gomel. Even if someone experienced uh, fever and other symptoms, and uh, they're uh, they, they, and 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 uh, and it, it, it seemed to have uh, you know they were giving up hope on getting better. You know, it seemed to to be getting uh, they, they 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 weren't seeming to turn a corner when they we're expecting to turn a corner based on what we do know about the progression of this virus that a reasonable person would be scared about meaning uh, if uh, if uh, on day whatever it is day seven from the onset of symptoms you don't start to see that you're turning the corner then a reasonable person gets a little bit nervous and the chora one should uh, should should bench gomel I would think one should bench gomel in uh, in such a case certainly if they're in a high risk uh, category if it's a young and healthy person and they never felt that they were in danger and they just had a little cough, or they lost a sense of taste and smell, so there's nothing to talk about l'chora. L'chora, you would imagine, that's not, that's not a chola. What if you're not sure whether you need to bench gomel? You don't know if you do or not, if you were sick enough. So in Alich Shlomo, in Parachav Gimel, in note 32, of Shlomo Zalman notes that when a person is not sure if they're chayiv to bench gomel or not, they should thank Hashem during uh, the sections of davening, that thank Hashem, you know, say a nice modem or something. On, 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 Rabbi Akiva Willig wrote that in the name of his father, that his father used to... Would, would, often tells people who are not sure if they should 
trouble to say modim with, with extra kavana. And the chorah over here also, if a person is masupak, the same can be true. So that's as far as the definition of a chalu. What about the definition of nisrape? So the Elia Rabbin, Simon Rishi Tesif Kanalif, writes that a matsasi kosov she'en levarech ache yotza mehatsara legamri. That you only bench gomel when you're totally out of the tsara. His raya is that it doesn't say kitov on the second day of creation because the malachas hamayim was not really finished yet, indicating that tov means tova shenigmara betova ubimilua. So when applied to a chola, it's only when a person is completely healthy. That's how the Elia Rabbi writes. In the Ataris Akedim printed on the side of Shulchan Aruch, he says maybe that's the uh, meaning of Gemalani Kol Tov. That it means total goodness. I'm totally good. Only when I'm totally good do I bench Gomel. And that shita is brought by the Shulchan Aruch Harav, by the Aruch HaShulchan, by the Mishabrura. They quote B'Shem Rav Yashiv that he passed in this way. All of this uh, Rav Tzvika quotes in his, uh, in his piece. In the Tshuva's Divrei Yatsiv or Chaim Simen Pei Vav, the Kleisenberger quotes from, uh, from the Divrei Chaim Itzans that you only say the bracha when you're totally well as well. He also agrees. And the Yatsiv applies that to somebody who travels from America to Israel with a stopover in London. Right? Should he bench Gomel in London or should he wait till he gets to his final destination? So he says, just as overcoming an illness means totally overcoming the illness, traveling also means finishing your trip. So maybe uh, you should not bench Gomel in London for your few hours of a stopover. On the other end, he says, maybe that's called Yordei Yam twice, once uh, on the trip to London. That's a separate Yam that you're going over when you go from uh, London to Eretz Yisrael. In Shuvah's Vayan Yosef, or Chaim Simenayin Hay, he quotes Ma'or Shemesh in Parshas Vayetze, that the Pasuk says, Vatar od v'telebein, v'tomer hapam ode es Hashem, alkein koroshmo Yehuda, v'tamod miledes. So what does the Talmud let us add? Leah finished having children. So the Hoda'ah says the Ma'ar B'Shemesh only comes when the ordeal is entirely over. Hapam Oda because Vatamod Miladas, because it was completed, it was over. So that's Shita number one about how much better, how much better, entirely better. On the other hand, Shulchanach and Reish Yotesiv Ches Paskins, Bekol Chol Yitzarach Levarich, Afiru Eina Chol Shasakana, Velo Makha Shulchol, Ela Kol Sha'ala Lamita, Viyarad. All the Shulchan says is that you're all in the mita, v'yarad, you were in bed, and now you're not in bed anymore. Comes along Rabbi Nasha Klein in Shuvah's Mishnah Allah, Cheluk Yiralev, Simen Kofayin Zayin, and he's Medayik. Okay, now you're not in bed, so now you bench Gomel as soon as you're not in bed anymore. I don't care if you're fully better. In fact, in Shuvah's Shevet Alevi, Cheluk Dalit, Simen Kofayin Beis, Rav Vazner quotes a Pesach HaDvir in Cheluk Beis, or Chaim, Simen Rishi Tesos Gimel, that even if a person is a trefa, but is currently functioning normally, he should bench Gomel without Shema Malchus. And Rav Vazner therefore writes, Uledidi Pashut, De Kol Sheyotza Michal if you're not in imminent danger, and you're no longer in bed, and you're able to go outside, you're not in the danger right now. Oh, you may have chronic issues that are going to keep arising and that need to be managed, and sometimes that goes on for a long, long time.
Says Rav Azra, I don't care that you're not fully better. I mean, I care, I'm concerned. But, but the fact that you're not fully better does not stop you from, uh, from benching Gomel. In fact, Rav Adi Yosef in Chazon Rav in Brachos, paid Shinai in Tess, and, uh, and it says that the Minnega Olam is Kedivrei Arav Shevet Alevi, and in Shuvas Mayan Omer, which is uh, Rav Adi's Piskei Alacha, in Parikidal, Siflam and Ches, he brings a raya from the Minnega Olam that he led this bench is Gomel when? When does he led this bench Gomel? So typically on the night before the bris or around that time. And when is she totally out of the woods? When is she all, all better? When is she completely recovered? So la halacha, we assume 30 days, that she sells a din of a chalashein sakana until 30 days. But she mentions Golmo before that. So Elamai, what do you see from there? That you don't need to be fully recovered in order to uh, to bench Gomel. In fact, in Alicha Shlomo and Tefillah, Perach of Gimel, Siv Zayin, Shlomo Zalman wonders why the Nusach HaBracha, HaGomel Chayavim Tovo Shegamalani Kol Tuv. How can a person say that he's been blessed with Imagine you have a person traveling from Eretzstrol to America for a very serious and dangerous surgery that he needs to have done in America. How can he say, right, he's going to some fancy hospital in Boston or in Stanford or whatever, and, 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 and his life is in danger. So after that trip, he's going to say the bracha, oh, kol tov, I got everything good, everything's fine. No, things are not fine. You, 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 got, you got over the, the plane trip, okay, but things are not fine. Rosh Hashanah Zalman says, how could you say such a thing? So Rosh Hashanah Zalman says, Nira Yosef, Kadnusach you should say Shagmalani Tov, Hashem gave me good. Not Kol Tov, because you don't. And then those who respond, Misha Gmolcha Tov, Hui Gmolcha Kol Tov, Sela. That Hashem, who's given you a little bit of good, should give you all good. Rosham Zalman used to be in the practice that when someone would give you a greeting, to, to give a, a greater greeting in return, to give a bigger greeting in return. Someone says, Agutavach, you say Agutyar, right? To someone that was Rosham Zalman's practice, to always increase the, uh, the greeting. So I saw recently someone said, I forgot, uh, oh, Rabbi Freifeld, in the Rabbi Freifeld biography, Surly Bester's biography of Rabbi Freifeld, is uh, a of Racha, that Rabbi Freifeld said the pshat is that it's a medrash that says that you're supposed to, uh, uh, if someone greets you, you're supposed to say a bigger greeting in return. That pshat is that you don't only owe them for the greeting that they gave you, you owe them for noticing you also. And, and that you, you know, uh, that, that, that they did for you and you can't do it for them. So you have to make up for that by giving them a bigger bracha. So Shlomo Zalman says that's what should happen at Birch Gomel. You say you've been blessed with good, and everyone responds, and you should also be blessed with kaltuv. Those who say that you only bench Gomel when you're completely better can justify the Nusach of Kaltuv. It doesn't mean that everything in my life is great, but it means that I'm all the way back. So uh, Rav Tzvika suggested in his piece that the Nukuda Samachlokas over here, between these two schools of thought, whether you need to be all better or not all better, is whether the bracha was nitkan on the Etzem Hanes or the Totsa'a Hanes. Is it on the, 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 uh, the nace that happened to you or the, the results of that nace? If it's about the fact that you experience a miracle, so even though you may have lingering effects, but the miracle happened, then you would need to bench Gomel from the event of the miracle. Tzvika was saying that even after you know coming off the ventilator and coming home from the hospital and being able to resume giving shirim and everything, he says a problem with his leg that's uh, somehow uh, related to this. So, but the etzemanes was a nace. It was mamish a nace. I mean, we were davening so hard for him, but it was mamish a nace. But but if it's about the totsas and ace, it could be that the bracha is on gaining a clean bill of health, and, and until you have that, you don't bench gomel. One might say that they should just be cautious and wait until after they're all better, so just wait a little longer. But you can't really do that either, because Shulchan Aruch Paskin said ideally you're supposed to bench gomel within three days of when it happens, and and certainly later poskim say within thirty days. That's where Rav Shachter in his tshuva about uh, saying benching gomel on Zoom. So why don't we just wait till the whole thing passes, and then we'll bench gomel when you come back to shul? No, because 
you're not supposed to wait. So maybe better to bench Gomel on Zoom than, uh, than to wait that long. So maskana, la What do we say? So uh, I, I heard my good friend Rabbi Yoni Levin in a shear that he gave back in April. Now remember what, what the world was like in April, certainly those who live in the New York area. So at that time he said that Rav Willig held that anybody who had ever tested positive should bench Gomel, but only when the pandemic is totally over. Because we still don't know about recurring and about how bad it, what, what kind of mark it leaves on your body or anything like that. That was in April. So I, I contacted Rabbi Levin yesterday. He seemed to understand that that, that, uh, that that was in April when things were so intense that Rabbi Willig just said it's not really time to discuss it yet, that we can't really uh, have this conversation yet. I spoke to Rav Shai Shechter. He told me that Rav Willig and his father, Rav Shechter, at that time thought that the effects of the virus were so unknown and potentially so great that if you even had a mild case probably you should bench Gomel. I, I haven't been able to contact either one of them in the last 24 hours since I thought about speaking about this topic, so I don't know what they're telling people uh, right now. Rav Asherai says, mentioned, has a long tshuva in Piske Corona about Gomel, but does not discuss this Shaila at all. And if you know anything about Rav Asherai, everything is cheshbind. There's a reason that he did not, right? Meaning it's not like, oh, I just forgot to speak about it. Uh, I'm sure there's a, there's a, there's a reason that, that he did not. He probably also wants to be a little more patient, wait and see how things... Uh, things play out, uh, but uh, but it seems that those are the two issues. What is a chola? What is nisrape? And once you figure out those two issues, you then figure out if a person should bench komel. Lanias daiti, I would think that if it's a person who was ever hospitalized or in a situation where he's a uh, high risk and he had what to be scared about, that a reasonable person would be scared, um, and then he's better uh, that lechara, he should recite gomel, but that's lanias daiti, but but daiti, if my rebbeim say otherwise. Okay, have a great day, everybody. And a great job. So there's a comment here. Are you giving this year?